a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome everybody to the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for the power sport enthusiast. That's you and I. All right? We are the power sport enthusiast. Please. Go shop at RockyMountainATVMC.com. Tell them Kiefer Tested sent you. It'll help us keep this sucker running smoothly. Well, as smoothly as it can be. We also want to thank the guys over at Rutted Racing. The guys over at Rutted Racing helped your hero out there, Henry Miller. They helped him keep his bike on the track, even though he blew it up the, the race before. Um, Indiana, but he was out there. He killed it this year, and these guys uh, helped him do that. Rutted Racing brings a more fitted and more comfortable apparel line to the off-road racing community. Noticing in the industry that the only way to get a long enough shirt for the taller rider was to get an oversized one that didn't fit, and that looks lame. Don't do that. This guy, Clint, he owns the joint, six foot five, and his wife, April, She's a good-looking girl, by the way. Took it in their own hands to bring something new to the off-road racing world. A longer, more fitted men's clothing and a more, I would say, a softer, because that's what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing one of the rutted racing shirts. It's soft. They have soft shirts for men and women and even children. So check it out. Whether you're a taller rider looking for shirts that fit or an average height rider looking for a longer yet not wider cut. Rutted Racing has you covered. Check out the Rutted Racing's entire line of everything they got. I just went there last night. They have some pretty cool shirts up there. Um, you can look at the product line at ruttedracing.com and give the guys over there at Rutted Racing a follow on Instagram at Rutted Racing. And if you guys use the code Kiefer, you get 10% off on your order. Order up some shirts, go to the track. You know, Christmas is actually not that far away, guys, so believe it or not so get some shirts rudder racing do it so hey we're here to talk about the 2018 yamaha yz250f you know we could actually talk about the 2017 bike because it's the same thing right but i still get questions on the on the bike and i just picked up the bike the other day i want you guys want to give you guys a first impression on it um maybe we can recap some stuff from 2017 um, but basically Yamaha didn't change anything on the 2018 bike besides some color and some graphics. They focused it, as you know, on the 450, but mark my words, 2019, I bet you'll see a YZ250F that's changed and maybe, hmm, 
might have a button. So for all of you guys that do not want the FX and you want an F with a button, 2019 probably will be the year for you. However, I try to talk to Travis Preston and get some more information on that thing, but as usual, he's tight-lipped. Travis doesn't talk a lot anyway, but he definitely doesn't talk about anything confidential. So I tried for you guys out there. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter if he comes over for dinner or not. Um, he doesn't talk about it. I don't think we even talk about dirt bikes that much when, we, when he comes over for Sunday dinners. So um, to me, there's two bikes that make me excited to go ride. Like, I'm excited to go ride all the time, but there's two in particular bikes that I've had the most fun on in the past couple years. One is the KTM 350 SXF, and the other one is um, a YZ250F. I'm 170 pounds, but I'm telling you guys, this this 250F hauls ass. And also, this 250F caused the drama on the Pulp MX show uh well, earlier in the year about um, the vital shootout, Michael Lindsay doing cocaine and how he picked the KTM 250 over the YZ250F because Dirt Rider, we all, uh, well, I should say we all, um, in the test, in the in the shootout, it won the shootout. And Vitals, the KTM one, which I can see, KTM's good, but, man, this YZ250F engine is so fun so exciting. It doesn't even feel like a 250F because it has so much torque. I'm telling you guys out there that do not ride 250Fs, don't let this deter you, the engine size, deter you from riding a 250F. It's specifically a Yamaha because how much torque it has. There's not any other bike on the market today that has the torque, bottom end, throttle response like the Yamaha. This is what makes it easy to ride and very fun to ride, okay? Did I say that slow enough? To ride. But those are the first, you know, th that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about a Yamaha YZ250F is the bottom-end character and the, the throttle response and the torque. So the 2018... I only rid in a couple days, but I don't need to ride it that much because it's the same bike as 2017, and I rode the shit out of that bike. So um, nothing feels different on the 2018 bike. Um, recapping the engine, so second gear. Uh, well, I should say this: 2017 they they changed some things, and the whole bike itself pulled longer than the 16. Um, the 17 bike pulled second and third gear longer so obviously the 18 is the same way so in this podcast if you refer if you re, if you hear me saying the 2017 and 2018 um you know they're the same all in the same so don't freak out on me so 16 was it, it was short you had to shift a lot still had a good bottom end but in the 17 you could actually use each gear um longer so it was more usable and um so for the 18, I can roll third gear in some actually tighter 180 corners that are at Glen Helen. Um, at sunrise, I can use third gear. And just a couple flicks of the clutch will get you in that sweet spot and back in that torquey, meaty feel. Um, but also, if you heavier guys, if you're heavier than 170 and want to use second gear, 
second gear pulls farther. I'll give you an example of two places that I notice second gear pulls. Um, the Yamaha pulls farther um, than any other bike. So at sunrise, um, there's a, a one. There's a 90 degree corner into this big triple right by the fence line, and with other bikes, 250Fs, you have to shift. You have to think about shifting the third because you're just starting to run out of second gear when you get to the face. So with the YZ250F, I have the option to go down the straightaway, either downshift to second or keep it in the third, and I can jump that triple really easily. The KTM is the only other one that comes close, but I feel like the transmission spacing on the KTM is a little bit goofy, and I would want to use maybe an MXA setup, use another tooth or two on the rear to try to close that gap. But the Yamaha um, engine is so strong off the bottom and it pulls so far that I can just and it clears it easy. Another one that's really, uh, it's really makes me decide that, hey, this motor is really good and it pulls better is at Glen Helen. Um, if you're about the tower, you make those tabletops, you make a right, there's like a double, then a small double, and you make a left over this wall hump, and there's a big tabletop right as you go down the wall. Well, on a 250F, second gear, as you're getting some speed, it kind of runs out, and you barely make the tabletop. On the Yamaha, you can keep it in second gear, and it pulls down the wall all the way up the tabletop and clears it easy, or you can shift the third and it doesn't fall off. So, once again, the engine character of this Yamaha is very fun. I can't even explain to you guys how good this motor is. I hope they really don't ever get away from this type of torquey engine because I've never seen um, this much torque out of a 250F. Um, so mid-range, like I said, is pretty wide. You can shift second to third. Top end is a little longer in 17 and 18 years. Um, it doesn't rev out as soon. Um, and over rev, I would say obviously it's not as good as a KTM. But everything leading up to that is really good. So the best part of this bike is its engine character. And you're going to hear me reference this throughout 250F shootouts and all this. is It's really hard to replicate this engine with any other bike. Um, just to give you a comparison for you guys out there, um, the KTM comes on smoother. Um, then the Yamaha rolls on smoother. And then mid to top end builds builds a little bit quicker and then revs out farther than the Yamaha. But I would say the KTM's engine is not as good as the Yamaha um, in the bottom to mid. I would say the KTM's a better top to over rev type of engine. So if you're fast, you're really going to like the KTM if you rev the shit out of it. But for those of you vet riders out there that are like saying, oh, I don't know if I should get a 250F or a 350, a 2450 is too much power for me. Let this Yamaha be a viable option for you guys out there because um, it has torque to get you out of trouble. You can still be pretty lazy, um, maybe not 450 lazy out of corners, but considering um, the lack of weight you're dealing with from a 250 and a, and a 450, so um, you're getting less weight. Um, you still got some snap to pull your... Heavy fet, your heavier vet asses around, um, and also you know if you're just a nervous novice and you want a good re, you know engine character to kind of 
man, I don't know if I should be able to do that jump on a 250F. Well, the Yamaha's engine's really good. You should have no problems. You should feel safe to jump some stuff on a Yamaha just because the engine is so good. Um, you guys hit me up a lot about mapping. Hey, you got any mapping secrets on this thing? And what's the best map for it? Um, guys, I've tried. I'm not going to lie. I've tried maybe 70 maps on this thing over the course of two years. And I've never had one map that's better than all zeros. Stock. Stock's the best map. So you guys are wondering what what map you're running. I have an FMF, I have a Pro Circuit or a Bill's Pipe, and I'm running you know just regular pump fuel. And or if I have a stock muffler, just just run stock map. You're you're good. We'll get to some other mods you can do to your bikes and at the end of this podcast. But I'm telling you right now, leave the the ignition timing, the fuel, all that alone. Just run zeros. Just ride it. You're you're gonna love it. So, um, second best thing on this bike, I'm gonna say a close. It's really close to the engine like, as far as best um, attribute to this bike is the suspension. You've heard me say this many times about the YZ450F. The KYB stuff on this 250F is awesome. Once again, I'm 175, 170 to 175 pounds. Um, this suspension is super balanced, has comfort, and performance. So you guys know that listening to these podcasts, getting both of those, comfort and performance, is very tough to do. Um, Yamaha and KYB seemed to have found that with this SSS fork and the the shock. Um, I run the shock sag at about 102 to 103. I wouldn't go more than that. Um, And I run the stock height, fork height, 5mm to 4mm up in the clamp. So you want to stick with that. And the fork action is is so plush and so nice that the sensation of the of the fork it moves a lot in the stroke okay so if you guys are coming off of other bikes and you get on a, a Yamaha you'll notice that the the whole stroke itself moves a lot but the bike stays planted so you're getting this sensation oh man i feel like it may be soft but when you push it and you get into a you know jump face or you over jump a double or something, the fork holds up really good. Like there's no metal to metal sound. It's not empty at the bottom of the stroke. It has a lot of dampening force at the end. And even when you do bottom, it's not harsh on your wrist. It's not violent. Um, it's just a super plush, comfortable, pillowy ride. Um, after about going from the 2017 after about 12 to 15 hours it does get a little soft and mushy so um i had some stuff revalved by enzo that did it that held up a little bit better and it still wasn't as comfortable as the stock stuff but it just held up better but i'm telling you from the range if you're 150 pounds to almost 175 it's you're in that perfect range where you shouldn't need to respring it um it's the valving should be pretty close you can ride fairly aggressive with the stock stuff and feel safe and um and just feel comfortable on the track knowing that what it's going to do the shock like i said really good acceleration 
It doesn't have any side-to-side -side movement in the rear. It stays straight. Um, bottoming resistance is good. Um, I did go in maybe a quarter to a half of turn on high-speed compression just to hold it up a little bit if I'm running 102 to 103 in the rear. And uh, I find there's really no complaints out of me for the shock feel because um, when I'm at Glen Helen 2 o'clock in the afternoon and they have these holes coming out of these corners, um, it tracks really well. I just never get a harsh feel out of this suspension at all. It just always feels comfortable and smooth and it's it's amazing to me how how well they've have you know they have this suspension that's fairly dated it hasn't really changed that much in the past you know several years and it's still the best on the market so um whatever they're doing it works yamaha don't change it that much you can go try to make some stuff better but don't stray away from this setting this um whole kyb thing that you have going on because I know sometimes manufacturers try to change maybe you go to Showa or WP I've you know I know you guys say WP is only KTM but mark my words guys um, WP is gonna be looking to get into some of the Japanese market too so stand by um, so anyway Yamaha stick to what you're doing it's good um, I like it it's comfortable um, for you guys out there getting this thing Recapping 102 sag. If you want to try a little bit stiffer high speed, do that and run your fork up four to five mil. Stock is five mil, so once you get it from the dealer, it should be set at five. So just know that. Hey guys, screenprintingdone.com. That's right, they're on board with Kiefer Tested. These guys produce t shirts, hoodies, and hats for every occasion. Whether you need t shirts for your employees, T-shirts for your track, T-shirts for your event, these guys can make it happen. You want to start your own clothing brand? That's where you need to go, screenprintingdone.com. You have your logo already done up? Go to spring, screenprintingdone.com. Whatever you need, these guys can take care of you. Mention Kiefer in the contact when you email them and get 10 free shirts. Kiefer, 10 free shirts. That's right. Even when you only order, maybe, let's say you order 10 shirts. You get 10 free, you get 20 shirts. Do it. That's a good deal. I did it. So, screenprintingdone.com. Hit them up. So, moving on to the 2018 YZ250F chassis feel. Um, frame, very good. Frame, bump absorption, square edge, um, hard pack tracks. Um, I actually just recently went to a sandy track today and tried this frame. Um, it has only two hours on it, so just before I get into this, it will take a little bit of time to break in the frame a little bit, just like your suspension. So give your frame feel a chance for maybe six to nine hours of break-in time, and your bike will kind of relax too. You might notice a little bit more of a rigid feel when you get a new bike and this frame's no exception so um, it does feel a little bit stiff but once broken in uh, bump absorption is super high um, I can actually to me I can corner this bike as good if not better than a KTM initial lean KTM's a little bit better getting in the corner but this bike feels light and 
in reality, it all stems from having that good bottom-end throttle response to make that feel light. So you can have a bike that's five to seven pounds heavier, but have an engine character that's, like I said, torquey, good throttle response, and that whole bike feels light. And this YZ250F feels that way. Um, I can get into a corner, has good front-end traction, and... Um, and also, too, if you guys are rear-end steering riders, this thing backs in really well. So um, they the 250F uses Bridgestone tires, unlike the 450 that uses Dunlop. Um, but I do like these Bridgestone tires, the 403-404 combination. Um, and there's a reason why Yamaha does this. So just don't go slap on some Dunlop MX-3S because, you know, that's what the 450 comes with, right? Well, each bike is developed to work the best with the tire that it's on. And I used to be one of those negative Nancy dudes, be like, oh yeah, but they're just doing that to you know spread the love, you know, not piss off Bridgestone, not piss off Dunlop. Well, as I you know researched this a little bit more and started getting more involved with the R&D process with, with rubber, um, you guys are laughing right there, I can see I said rubber. But <laughs> you, I, I really experienced like, hey, Sometimes a Dunlop, which is a good tire, doesn't work as good um, on smaller bikes. I've had this experience. So um, when I was at Yamaha several years ago, um, Bridgestone was the tire. We've tried Dunlop tires, and they didn't work as good. So I still think that's the reason why they haven't gone to a Dunlop. It's just because for the simple fact that uh, the 250F doesn't get... Uh, obviously, it doesn't have as much horsepower. You're not pushing it maybe quite as hard because there's less weight. And the way the carcass is and that rubber is, it works best on this 250F. So, like I said, chassis feeling is really good. Bump absorption, leaning into the corner. Nice front wheel traction all the way. Um, flicking the bike in the air, scrubbing it. It's super easy to whip. And uh, I don't know if that's the reason for the rearward. The rearward. Rearward. Thank you facing motor but I always could feel like I could scrub and whip a Yamaha fairly good and they're not the lightest bike on the market so um, Yamaha still has one of the best frames guys um, if you're looking for stability and good cornering character uh, this YZ250F is is very good so uh, the ergos and weight um, like I said Weight is not the lightest. KTM holds that regard. Um, no one's really going to beat KTM ever in weight. I don't care um, what's going to happen. The Japanese manufacturers can't put that much money and time into dropping weight. They will a little bit, but I seriously doubt you'll see any Japanese manufacturer um, weigh as less or weigh lesser than a KTM. Um, just, just not going to happen. Ergos is good. I like the stock handlebar bend. It's a lower bend. Um, you guys are going to be probably bitching about the shroud. Hey, it's a fat shroud. It feels wide. Um, dude, go measure it. Go bring a measuring tape to your dealership. If your dealership carries Yamaha Kawasaki or whatever, measure tip to tip. Okay. That's two, right? You guys are laughing again. <laughs> Tip to tip in the shroud, guys. Get your mind out of the gutter. We're talking dirt bikes. Damn. So get a measuring tape. I've measured several 
lengths or widths, I should say, widths of shrouds, the Yamaha width is not that much wider. I think it was like two millimeter, three millimeter. It was something so minuscule um, that I didn't notice anything when I rode. I think it's more visual. So looking down on it, the thickness of the shroud is is wide, but um, you guys can always go to Syker shrouds. They're thin. Um, the Powerflow shrouds, I mean, everyone does that with the Yamaha, so you can do that. Um, but the width is not that much wider, so it's more of a visual thing. You ride a Yamaha for a little bit, you get used to it. Um, it's usually people bitching about um, when they hop on the Yamaha off of another bike that they, they look at it and like, oh, God, it's so wide. Well, it's not. So um, I like the Ergos. The Rider Triangle is comfortable. I'm almost six foot. Um, for those of you guys out there that are a little bit taller, you can go to a five millimeter higher bar mount and then still run a flat bar. That seems to be the best choice that I've experienced with um, for some of my test guys that rode that are like 6'2". Travis, I think, is 6'3", and he doesn't mind the stock rider triangle, but he likes maybe a five millimeter higher mount. When I spoke with him about that, he says it just felt a little bit better for him um, when he's standing up. So you guys can think about doing that. Um, and as far as upgrades going to this bike... I've had a lot of modified YZ250Fs. I went to Canada and rode one. And the easiest modifications that I've done that kept the reliability of this bike um, is a couple things. Um, but as far as reliability, not to get off track here, I do that a lot in my podcast because I think of something. Um, but um, I feel like you guys can and and should, if you guys are running a 2016 bike, um, look into getting a Carrillo rod because I know Yamaha has had some rod issues pre-2017 bike. I've heard a couple 2017's rods going through, but I know 15 and 16 had some rod issues. So a Carrillo rod... Um, I put one of those in my bike around 12 hours at the time when I had a 2016, and uh, that thing was great. So um, 2017, 18 guys out there, I don't think you have to worry about a rod um, unless you're revving the shit out of it all the time. But uh, um, that issue has, has gone away as the bike um, the later later in the year, so you don't have to worry about that. But the couple things, the modifications that I did to make the most noticeable difference was a muffler. Be careful when you choose a muffler. I've tried a lot, and I've experienced two that are pretty good. One was good. I so the one that was pretty good was a Bills pipe. It had a good. It kept the bottom end feel of a stock, you know, muffler. It had that crack excitement. Um, I lost a little bit of mid range pull, and top end was about the same. So. In all honesty, it's hard to beat a stock muffler these days with sound and all the stuff that they're, that's going on. So Bill's was good. I just had some problems with weld issues and cracking. So um, performance-wise was good. So um, I let those guys know about the weld issue. So chances are they might have already looked at it and took care of it. But that was a fairly good muffler. Um, the FMF muffler was a little bit less of a hit than stock off-bottom but had really good mid-range to top in. So 
it didn't completely um, fall on its face down low, but it wasn't quite as exciting, but had a healthy mid-range. I did like that. Pro Circuit, uh, Mitch and the guys over there, they have a decent muffler as well. Um, as good um, bottom-end feel as a stock. Good FMF-ish mid-range, but not as much top-end as an FMF. So depending what you're looking for out of a muffler, if you guys must have a muffler like most of you guys do, like can't have a stock muffler, God forbid, if you got to leave a stock muffler on. Trust me. Um, I'm all for putting mufflers on bikes, but give it some time. Ride the stock thing for a while, you know, beat the shit out of it, blow it out, and then maybe go to a muffler. Just don't stick a muffler uh, right on your bike and on hour zero. So ride your bike stock for a while. Do that. The next thing I, I tried that I really liked, and I've mentioned this in my must-haves, and I think living with the YZ450F is a Vortex Ignition. Um, I've said it like people don't understand how how much different um, an ignition is from stock. Stock, you got to work with parameters to keep the bike reliable. Okay, so Vortex comes in; they make a different box. Make it rev a little higher, I think 300 RPM higher. Um, you have fuel trim that you can adjust to make it richer or leaner. And the bike, I'm telling you guys, like, I put a Vortex ignition on early, like before hour 20, and I've ran um, the Vortex to hour 60 with no top end changes, no failures, no nothing. So, I know reliability does go down a little bit when you put an ignition on, but it didn't really do anything for me after 40-some hours. So um, if it lasted 40 hours on me, chances are it's going to last you guys a long time as well. Um, but what the Vortex does, it gives you more bottom-end snap, even more, which makes it, oh my gosh. I can't explain to you guys here on the podcast how much fun it is to have a 250F light feel where it makes it rev real quick, like wah, 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 and then just gets you out of the corner so fast. It has so much pull. Um, it just makes it a blast to ride. And they even sound a little different with the ignition. It just sounds deeper and crisper, and it pulls harder through the bottom and the mid, and it revs farther. So if you guys are out doing the Barsha move, you know, all day riding, it revs farther. farther. So uh, very good product. I, I don't even know the guys at all. I have to get my Vortex ignitions through MT Racing, which is a guy down in Ontario. But, I mean, I pay 500 bucks for the ignition, and to me, it's worth it. Um, even if you have a stock muffler, I, to me, I would buy the ignition first and then a muffler because that's how much difference it makes putting that ignition on there. So, um, Vortex ignition, get a good muffler on there. If you guys do want to run some fuel VPT4E, I've ran it in this bike. It helps a little bit more on throttle response. Doesn't really make it any faster on top end, but you will get a little bit uh, of a better bottom end pull power feel. So um, VPT4E, it should be out by now. You guys heard me talk about this stuff before. I do like that. Um, like I said, tires, I would stick to me. Uh, for me, I would stick with the Bridgestones that are on there. They work good. I like the wear factor on those things. Um, overall, uh, the 2018 has blue rims, Excel rims. They're kind of like a flat blue. Um, I have experience from the 450 that the 450 rim is a lot stronger um, than 
2017 rims. I usually taco those suckers within a few hours, but um, so far so good on these blue rims. They don't get pitted as much. They don't look as bad like the black rims do. So I like the blue rims, guys. I know some of you guys don't, but I think it looks good. Um, I wish the whole shroud area of the 2018 YZ250F was all blue instead of black and blue. I think that black kind of looks blah. Then once they get scratched, it really looks dull. But uh, hopefully next year they'll make that whole shroud um, um, blue, and it'll be really cool. Brakes on this thing are, are, you know, middle of the road. They're not the best. They're not, you know, no Brembo's, but they work pretty good. Um, I bleed my front brake after about six hours because I notice um, it gets a little soft. So I go ahead and bleed it, and it gets the the pressure back in the lever. Um, and then after, just a reference for you guys, after about maybe hour 15 to 20, um, just flush the brake fluid out of both the rear and the front and then put some fresh stuff in there and it really helps you, uh, um, kind of keeps everything, you know, obviously fresh, but also keeps the, the pressure in the lever. You get a good feel, um, because over time it, you know, your levers will get mushy, even your rear brake. So, uh, for those of you guys out there that are rear brake draggers, um, it's even more important to change your oil because you will boil that thing. So, um, but otherwise, man, this bike's super reliable. It's my favorite 250F on the market. Um, Kawasaki changed their, their bike this year, so um, we'll see how that stacks up in our 250F shootout, which will probably be um, end of October because we have to wait for the Honda. And from what I hear, we'll be, we will be doing the Honda intro end of September. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat a Yamaha, guys, um, for me at least. So we'll see what my test riders at uh, Kiefer Inc. Testing have to say when the shootout comes. But um, KTM didn't change their bike. So for me, I don't know how much things are going to change unless the Cowie really blows its doors off. So I appreciate you guys listening to the Kiefer Tested Podcast, sponsored by RockyMountainATVMC.com. Thanks to the guys at Rutted Racing and ScreenPrintingDone.com. Please help the sponsors that help this show, keeps this show running, keeps Mrs. Kiefer off my ass, and um, yeah, it's fun for me to do. Look forward to um, the Suzuki Podcast that's coming up. I'm supposed to get that this week. Haven't gotten it yet. I will be up that guy's butt um, by Friday, and hopefully uh, after Labor Day weekend, we will be talking about the RMZ 450, but uh, if you guys have any questions or comments or maybe even something that you think I should do on this podcast, um, these podcasts, um, hit me up at chris at kieferinktesting.com, and uh, yeah, just chat me up. If I don't get back to you, um, I'll... uh, I'll eventually reach you. Just give me some time. And uh, I drank some coffee for this podcast, man. It really jacked me up. I'm all jacked up. Like, my words are coming out, but uh, my brain's thinking of them too quick. (laughs) So, uh, coffee for me in the morning only. But, uh, hey, guys, thanks for listening. It's been fun. And uh, hope to see you guys at the track. And if not, drop me a line at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Thanks. See ya.